0: Adventist World Radio is the radio mission arm of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. AWR places a priority on broadcast to people groups that are difficult to reach in other ways. There are countries where mission workers cannot be sent because of political, religious, or other restrictions. It's recognized by mission strategists that the area of the 1040 window is one of these clusters of countries. The 1040 window is an area from 10 degrees to 40 degrees north of the equator through Asia, Africa, and Europe. And it has the greatest concentration of the world's population, more than 4.2 billion people. And it is the place where centers of other world religions are found. Consequently, it's the greatest Christian mission challenge today. And it is a special focus of Adventist World Radio. AWR is communicating on all media platforms. Shortwave, FM, AM, DAB, AWR podcast, God Pods, are you familiar with God Pods? This is a God Pod, solar operated. It's an audio recorder. You can put a thousand hours on there for people to listen to. We can put it in their own language, all of the Bible, spirit of prophecy evangelistic meetings, bible studies, health lectures, music, and it is solar operated. So it is especially good for those who can't read and write while they work. AWR is also on YouTube, Facebook Live, Cell Phone Evangelism, Radio 2.0. And internet Bible schools basically AWR goes where missionaries cannot go it has no walls no borders no limits to its outreach capacity and its goal is to lift up Jesus and draw all peoples to him Jesus said in our scripture reading today and I if I am lifted up from the earth will draw all peoples to myself One of the parables that Jesus taught was all about drawing people to himself. The parable of the dragnet is about drawing all peoples to Jesus. And that's what AWR is all about drawing people to Jesus. My text this morning is found in Matthew chapter 13, beginning with verse 47. matthew 13 verse 47 again the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind which when it was full they drew to shore and they set out and gathered the good into vessels but threw the bad away so it will be at the end of the age the angels will come forth separate the wicked from among the just and cast them into the furnace of fire there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth i heard dr dwight nelson comment on this text he was pointing out that this net is not just any old net it's not even the same net that Peter and Andrew are throwing in Matthew chapter four. There it talks about a net, a casting net. In Greek, it's an amphiblestron. But the net in our text this morning is a sagene, a dragnet. This is the only place in the New Testament where it's found. The English word sane is derived from the Greek sagane. A sane net is a dragnet. A dragnet is a long-weighted net with floats on the top. They were carried out by boats in Jesus' day and brought together in the shape of a large circle. Then they would tighten the ropes, and the massive dragnet would scoop up everything in its embrace. My wife and I used to go down to the ocean a few blocks from where we lived in Togo, West Africa, and we would watch them pull in the dragnets. Everything is scooped up in a dragnet. And where is it brought? Verse 48 talks about gathered. It's gathered together. Synegeguse is the Greek word. Our word for synagogue comes from this word for gathered. A synagogue is a gathering together. The dragnet gathers together like a synagogue all kinds of fish. There are 27 different kinds of fish in the Sea of Galilee. Here is the truth about dragnets. Dragnets are indiscriminate. Dragnets never discriminate. When you use a dragnet, it embraces everything within its reach. It never asks the question, what kind of fish do we have here? Dragnets are not exclusive, they are inclusive. They never exclude fish. They include every fish they can get close to. They scoop in everything they can get their arms around. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. You notice that this parable says that the church is like a dragnet. It says that the church will take anyone in its grasp. It draws in anyone within its touch. It's not an exclusive community. The Church does not reach out with the white arms of the dragnet, say, now let's see, I'll take you, you're out of here, I'll take you, but not you. The Church is not an exclusive club, it's an inclusive community. Did you notice who does the examination of the fish in the parable? It's the angels of God, according to verse 49. The angels separate the evil from the righteous. Fire in verse 50 lets us know the finality of the separation. It is not the dragnet that does the discriminating. At the end of time, the angels come down and they say, by your choice, you go there. By your choice, you go there. So the parable lets us know that there is a judgment coming. Not everyone within the embrace of the church will be taken to heaven. But right now, the church is to pull in everyone within its embrace. It's to pull them to Jesus. The Church is to enhance a person's chances to make the right choices about eternity. Amen? Amen. The parable is not pleading for brazen, high-handed embrace of sin in the Church or by the Church. That's not the message. When the tax collectors and sinners were drawn to Jesus, He was never embracing what they had one time championed. It was because sinners wanted to get away from what they had championed that they were drawn to Jesus. They saw a picture of God in Jesus who demonstrated that no matter what they had once championed, he will embrace them anyway. Jesus met people where they were, but he loved them too much to leave them where they were. With Jesus, you may come as you are, but you will not stay as you are. God has that much power. He not only draws people, but he changes and cleanses people. He redeems people and sanctifies them. We are painfully aware that the society in which we live is on a moral slide. Some time ago I received a phone call from a man who was weeping out of control. He and his wife were not active in any church but he needed help and so he turned to the church for help. He told me that his wife planned to spend the night in a motel room that night with someone that she had met on the telephone chat line the couple had two children and this husband was crushed you know it used to be that people confessed their transgressions and were ashamed now they boast of their sins tv talk shows and soaps have helped to turn sin into accomplishment There is a bold, abandoned to sin in our world today. The church is the place that gathers struggling sinners together and ministers to every guilty heart. You and I both stand indicted today by the last seven days that we have lived. The record's clear and God knows the record. But Jesus the one who came to tell us the truth about God, who loved to fellowship with tax collectors and harlots, and even ate with them, is telling this parable. He wants us to know that he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Aren't you thankful for that? Jesus is telling us to cast the dragnet That's why we have Adventist World Radio. That's why we have TMI, Total Member Involvement, as World Church Initiatives. Every member is needed to draw in the net. In West Africa, when we watched them bring in the dragnet, they would take it out in a boat, make a big circle, and then come back to shore, and they would get everybody on the shore to hold on to the net, pull it in. And everybody get a portion of what was in that net. We saw on this very first video clip, the effectiveness of drawing people to Jesus in the country of Rwanda. You know, Rwanda is where the genocide took place. My wife and I were missionaries in that country for about seven years. It was unbelievable what happened in that country. In 90 days, a million people died. 100,000 of those people were Seventh-day Adventists. But you saw this in 2016, where total member involvement began in the country of Rwanda. There were over 110,000 people baptized at the end of those 2,227 meetings. What a blessing. After uh, my first visit after the genocide back to Rwanda, one of the elders in the city, the capital city of Kigali, asked me to spend some time with him to visit some areas of of the city. And he basically just took me to one church under construction to another one. We went to about a dozen churches. The last one we went to, he said, This is special. Youth are building this church. They're evangelizing this community. When it's finished, it'll be full. He said, You know, God saved our life for a purpose. We are to make a difference in the lives of our neighbors. Amen. While time is still available to us. Amen. In Kenya following year after the meeting that you just saw in Rwanda, two unions had TMI meetings. They had 4,000 sites. And during the day, the members were doing work in the communities. They were cleaning the city. They were providing medical assistance. They were building houses for those that needed them. They were donating wheelchairs to the poor and various other outreach endeavors. And then at night they preached the word of God and people were drawn to the night meetings because of the contact they had with members during the day. One local Adventist school supported by parents and teachers went to the local public school that had 2,000 students, most of whom were very poor and could not afford uniforms. So the Adventist students, the teachers, and the patrons of the school took a bus loaded with uniforms and clothes and food for the needy children. Then they stayed for several hours interacting with those students. Every Adventist student was encouraged to make one new friend from the public school. They were to learn their names and to pray with them. No wonder those two unions by the end of the year had over 125,000 baptisms. We praise God. You saw the Philippines. The story of Mindoro is amazing. I'll get to it in just a minute, but I'll just tell you that they had TMI meetings this last year across all of the Philippines, and they baptized over 124,000 people. Praise God. God. I remember working in the North Pacific Union, and one church was grumbling about the church budget allocating $11,000 towards an evangelism initiative. There was a reluctant sowing of the members. But then came the harvest. The tithe of one new convert to that church was sixty dollars to $70,000 the first month and $20,000 to the church budget that same month. Jesus is calling us to cast the dragnet Luke chapter 15 is another chapter filled with the parables of Jesus. Listen to how the chapter begins. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. What do people say about us? Do they say there is a person or a church who welcomes sinners? When Jesus fished, it was not with hooks, but with nets. Anyone whom the net fell on, he swept them in, he drew them in with cords of love. Amen. Jesus wanted people to see the truth of a non judgmental God. He showed people a God who wanted to love them out of their past into a brand new tomorrow. He didn't tell them only if you become a Jew will I love you. He never loved with a hook. He just loved them and drew all people to himself. I want to love like Jesus. How about you? I want to have the mind of Christ. I want to be like him who said, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. We don't need more seminars on how to do it. Nike is right when it says, just do it. John Wesley was having a struggle with the concept of righteousness by faith. He kept saying, I don't get this faith alone business. I can't get this salvation by faith alone. A friend of his in Germany named Peter said, John, you just start preaching faith and you preach it until you do get it. That's what we need to do with the love of Jesus. You may not consider yourself a loving person. You may not have a compassionate heart. You may not be kind and tender. Don't worry about what you are right now. Think of what Jesus can do with you and just do it. Just reach out. You don't need a seminar to learn how to make a loaf of bread and take it to the next door neighbor. You don't need a seminar on how to love. Just do it. Jerry Nelson used to service my nephew's soft water system regularly when he lived in Bering Springs, Michigan. One morning, Jerry received a telephone call from a man who was looking in the yellow pages for help. It was Sabbath morning. Jerry and his wife were ready to go to church. The man on the phone was desperate. He said, my basement is flooded and I need help. Can you come and help me? Jerry said, sure, I'll be right over took off his suit, put on his work clothes, got into his pickup, drove over to the man's house, helped him mop up and fix the place that was causing the leak. And as they were drying off afterwards together, they discovered that they knew similar people. And the man said, wait a minute. Are you a Seventh-day Adventist? Jerry said, yes, I am. And the man said, whoa, let me get this straight. This is Saturday. What are you doing here? Jerry said, I'm an Adventist, not a legalist. I'm not selling you anything. I just came to help. The man looked at Jerry and said, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet of love that reaches out and sweeps up everybody in its path and brings them to the Father. Some of every kind of character are brought to the Father. Maybe Roger Morneau was right. Maybe we should be reading from Matthew 27 every day for the rest of our lives. Every day reading of the place where the Father's heart was broken for us. The only way we can be passionate about jesus is to come to the cross of calvary if god loved us enough to give his son jesus for our sins then he can probably love others through us as well what do you say from a tiny island in the middle of the pacific ocean God is sending messages of love in about 35 languages every day to the countries of the Pacific Rim and deep into China, North and South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, Mongolia, and parts of Siberia, Central Asia, India, Nepal, Bhutan, Sri Lanka, and all the countries of Southeast Asia, Myanmar, Thailand, Bangladesh, Malaysia, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, Singapore, Indonesia. Radio is by far the most cost-effective means there is to reach great masses of people. Since 1987, the station KSDASW has been broadcasting God's love from the island of Guam. It has been drawing people to Jesus It covers a third of the world's population. Praise God for our shortwave station on the island of Guam. KSDASW on Guam is casting the dragnet of the gospel every day drawing people to God. Its mission is to broadcast the Advent hope in Christ to the hardest to reach people groups of the world in their own languages. So programs today can be heard over a thousand stations around the world. Our goal is to have 500 different languages in the near future. Invite you to pray that that will be a reality. Adventist World Radio places a priority on reaching areas where other mission methods cannot reach and cannot be used, where missionaries cannot go. So today I want to invite you to pray for the listeners of Adventist World Radio. You know, this year, AWR is celebrating 50 years of broadcasting. Got a special brochure out there on the table about the 50 year celebration. Invite you to help yourself to that material on the table as you leave the sanctuary. But we're also celebrating the end of a 50 year war on the island of Mindoro in the Philippines. It has really been unbelievable what has taken place. For 50 years, the NPA, the National People's Army, a communist-backed movement, has been fighting the Philippine government, trying to overthrow the government. 40,000 people have died in the fighting over 50 years. The government has tried everything they can, they could think of, to bring about a peaceful resolution. They've bribed the rebels they've done everything that they could think of but they just kept fighting you notice the radio broadcasts that were going on in Mindoro the rebels started listening to those broadcasts and the Holy Spirit worked upon their hearts they were converted and they were convicted and They came to our radio station and said, would you have somebody come up to our villages and teach us what you're sharing over the radio? And that has been happening over this past five years. And this fall, AWR was able to work with the military of the Philippines to negotiate a surrender of the rebels and work out an amnesty. That just doesn't happen. The president of Adventist World Radio, Dr. Dwayne McKee, and the president of the General Conference, Dr. Ted Wilson, met with the president of the Philippines. He only usually gives about a 10-minute audience but he allowed them to stay in his office for about 30 minutes, And he said he couldn't he couldn't believe what has happened. What they couldn't do, the gospel has been able to do. Amen. And he couldn't thank AWR enough for their part in touching the lives of these rebels. In November of last year. 700 of those rebels were baptized. And following the baptism, they made a commitment. They said, each of us, each one will reach one for Jesus. And we want you to come back for the baptism. So in April, we were back in Mindoro. And it was unbelievable what we've met. One couple... Donna and Dodo. They had given their hearts to Jesus and they had committed to build a church on their property, the best building site on their property, they were going to put a new church. They went to their relatives and to their friends and said, we need your help to build this church. Come and help us. And it'll be your church. And when we got there, they had 57 of their friends and relatives that we're ready for baptism Amen. another gentleman who he was a former rebel they call them frs and the rebels themselves said we are now fully reconciled right. and his name was ernesto he went back to his village and he started sharing what god had done in his own life And 210 people were there ready for baptism when we got there. There were over 1,200 baptized. And uh, we had a group wedding. There were 30 couples that needed to get married. And so we had them, it it would bring tears to your eyes. In fact, you can get it back there, IT people can get it off the website, the wedding that took place. The ladies were in beautiful wedding white wedding gowns and men were in black tuxedos. And uh, they hadn't owned a pair of shoes. Their request was that they could keep the shoes after the wedding. But they exchanged vows together. And... Uh, told them they could have their first legal official kiss. <laughs> and some of them just started crying. And uh, it was a beautiful experience. At the general conference session, Brigadier General Augusto Villarreal was baptized. You, If you viewed the general conference sessions, You saw that there were several baptisms that took place. Those were all from the island of Mindoro. Except for this uh, brigadier general. These military, hardened military individuals watching what was happening to these rebels opened their hearts to the gospel, started listening to the radio, and surrendered their lives to Jesus. And they said, you are our partner now at Venice World Radio. We want to see this happen all across the Philippines, not just on the island of Mindoro. Already plans to work on the island of Mindanao, which is predominantly Islamic. And it's unbelievable that Muslims are requesting that the only station to broadcast on the island of Mindanao would be Adventist World Radio. He said, we see what happened over there in Mindoro. We want it to happen here on this island. So the government has made available land. Adventist World Radio is putting up a station that will cover the island of Mindanao. So pray for that. Just a couple of Sabbaths ago, we had the dedication of a radio station and evangelism center in Nazareth, where Jesus grew up. When the antenna is installed, the expectation is that it will cover all of Israel, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, the Golan Heights, and part of Egypt. Pray for these Arabs. Pray for these people that are going to be listening to these broadcasts. Our broadcaster is an Arab. The only Arab pastor that we have, Seventh-day Adventist pastor. And God has worked miracles just to keep him alive. His own family stoned him twice. And uh, one of his nephews took a Butcher knife, blade on it that long, poked him in the back and it just made a U turn. It went through his shirt and came out his shirt, but never touched his skin. And a specialist with those knives, stainless steel, said, they don't bend, they break. No man did this. And it is true. God has worked a miracle to keep him alive, so pray for him. Namibia, just today, a Sunday church is transitioning to be a Seventh-day Adventist church. Cali, Colombia, we had a medical outreach this past month, and God has just worked in unbelievable ways. We had 50 international volunteers, medical people that came together, volunteering their own time, coming at their own expense to help the people of Columbia. And uh, there were about 300 local volunteers that helped. By the time the missionary outreach was over, 500 people had signed up for Bible studies. And we right now have 50 Bible workers that are following up the interest, preparing them for October evangelistic meetings. So pray for meetings in October in the country of Colombia. September will be meetings in Mexico, TMI meetings. Pray for the success of those meetings. Many other stories I could share if you want to download an app, it's free, AWR360. And you can access all these videos that are prepared from these experiences that are taking place with Adventist World Radio today. And if you haven't already, become a regular partner in this ministry financially to help keep the broadcast on the air. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. May God help us do a better job of drawing all people to him. What do you say? Let's pray. Our Father, we pray for your Holy Spirit. We pray for the latter rain. We pray that your spirit will be the controlling power in each of our lives. We ask that you would help us to be like Jesus. And we pray that his spirit will be the controlling power in our lives. And that we can be used to bring honor and glory to your holy name. For this we praise you and thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.